before we get into the show, make sure to do a couple things. First of all, click the subscribe button down below and make sure to turn on your notifications, please, in order to get updated content that I start to put out. I do put out weekly videos, so hopefully you enjoy those. The second thing you can do is to make sure to be empathetic and understanding for all of my guests that come on this show, but otherwise, Enjoy the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Deep Dives into the Minds of Esports. My name is Blake Panashevitz, and today's guest comes from a very interesting background. He had some involvement with the TF2 scene. Here's the storm. He signed with Team Envious for Overwatch, which took first place for Apex Season 1, um, MLG Vegas 2016, and Contenders 2017 Season 1, in which uh, Envious was later rebranded to the Overwatch team we all know as the Dallas Fuel. Please let me introduce introduce Jonathan Tejodora Rua, maybe better known <laughs> as Harry Hook. <laughs> Tejedora, yeah, almost, almost you got Almost. It. Okay, so, what's up, guys? That, that is like the, so I won't lie, that is probably going to be okay. one of the funniest things. My uh, my girlfriend always lets me know. She's like, I always like to listen to the beginning of your interview so I can watch you screw up and fuck up everyone's name that you have on your show. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, love. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, this is... Tejedora. This is <laughs> uh, that's uh, you know I'm just I'm not even gonna butcher it anymore. I'm just gonna call you uh, Harry Hook, and we're yeah, all gonna yeah, be yeah, good yeah, at that's life. Better, yeah. yeah, so a uh, very interesting kind of thing is Harry Hook uh, is a, a significantly easier name than uh, uh, well besides John. The Johnson's fairly easy. Um, is there any significance to Harry Hook in it? It's kind of a unique name. Unless you're just a roadhog main, but I don't. I strangely no, feel like you've had it since you were twelve. <laughs> no, that's not the case. Like the thing is, like I have a, I have a different main name in my uh, Smurf account when I start to play Overwatch. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I didn't have a beta by then, so some friend gave me one so I can mm-hmm. play. And the name was never give up, but uh, really wrong spell it, you know. So <laughs> I didn't took that name because my manager didn't want to, so I took this one. Oh, okay. It doesn't have a, a very nice meaning. It's like just like Harry and the hook on it. That's it. I mean, I'm just happy that it's easier. It's easier to say. So, I mean, that's that's what I have to look forward to. So, I have I have some questions for you. This is going to be kind of delving. Hopefully, it'll be different than anything you've ever done before, which is what I kind of like to uh, uh, look at. And there's some interesting things about your kind of like uh, career and like games that you play and stuff like that, including like the Heroes of the Storm, the TF2, and I, I have some. Uh, love for Heroes of the Storm. I don't really think it's particularly a good game, but like my start in esports was actually working with Heroes of the Storm uh, players. And so like there's there's some reminiscing that we can maybe do there. Um, I never played TF2, so you're just we're going to briefly cover that. Um, but one of the cool things is you're actually uh you're 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 on the older end of kind of like the 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 age group of people who are involved in in Overwatch. Like you are 27, right? Mhm. Yes. I'm also 27. Um, I can't grow facial hair still, but so is life. Um, but you're on the older end of uh, the esports scene. In fact, most people, I think, in Overwatch, like th- there was an age group there, and I think most, of, like a lot of them, were between the ages of like 19 and like 23. That is like the most common age groups I think you see within like uh, mm-hmm. the Overwatch League. Um, so I guess my first question is, uh, how much does age play a factor in how good you are at video games? I think it's only about reflexes. Like, age doesn't matter anyway. Like, you can be very good at the game. But I think it has affect uh, your reflexes. At least I notice when I play uh, hit scans now. Like, I can, you know, I can keep track uh, properly with, like, with Solid 76, for example. 
but flicks and stuff like that is it's kind of different, you know, than before. But I think I think it's not that a big deal, like people think. But okay, I, that's kind of how I've always taken. But a lot of people try to really kind of play up the idea that uh, age does matter. I don't know how much I really nah. believe it, but um, I've obviously there's obviously less older people. But I mean, that's just a correlation. So what is cool is you were you were born in Spain um, from Astorius. <laughs> yeah. Asturias, yes. Oh, I, that did, okay. I, I didn't. I yeah. feel like I didn't mess that one up that badly. Okay, <laughs> didn't mess That's that one up. Um, so, Asturias, uh, Spain. Um, what is Spain like? I've obviously never been to Spain. Um, I am a, a lowly American who is very uncultured in a lot of things. Uh, what is what is Spain like? And what what is the area of Spain that you grew up in like? Because I imagine it differs depending on the regions that you're from. I mean, Spain, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but uh, Spain is, I mean, obviously it's a really nice place, you know, like I've been living here, I've been there for my whole life, you know, but the funniest thing is like, I never travel too much, you know, like, right. like not even just outside from Spain, like inside <laughs> Spain, I went to Madrid mm-hmm. and uh, pretty much almost that's it. Like, I think I've traveled more in America than actually in Spain. But why, uh, did, why didn't you travel in Spain? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like, why? Like, I mean, I don't care. Like, I, I like my city already. It's like, what is the point? Like, I would like to see Barcelona, but mm-hmm. more, more than that, maybe some vacation place like uh, Mallorca or some, something like that. But I don't think, I don't think uh, like it. I would prefer to go to Korea, for example, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that, I think it would be more interesting, at least for me. So you want stuff that is when you when you kind of look at travel, you look at things that are very much drastically different versus something that is like kind of different or even maybe even very similar to where you're from. You want you want like extremes of like cultural differences. Yeah, but I mean, for me, I don't care like about the places itself. It's mostly about the food. <laughs> yes, <laughs> me too. So if I go somewhere, I don't want to see places. So like, I don't see any beauty in it. Like, I don't care. For mm-hmm. example, I went to Italy. And I went. I went to the. What is it? What is it called in English? Like. Capilla. Let me see. Yeah, we, I went to. The cap, sixteen couple, sixteen chapel. Oh, sixteen chapel. Yeah. 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 And uh, you know, I mean, it was cool, but. Cool, right. At the end of the day, I prefer to eat the pizza. You know, it's like. Okay. Okay, so you, you travel for food, and I, I like this. Yes. I, I've actually told my girlfriend this, that I really only want to travel to places if we're, we're booking food. We're traveling around food. If she wants to go see, like, sightseeing and stuff, I'm cool with that, but I'm going there for the food. That's um, so why I want to travel to Europe, actually, is to eat some of the, the food that is there. So um, would you consider yourself, like, uh, like, there's different type of people who like foods, right? There are people who, like just like to try and experience all foods or people who tend to mm. go towards the the more expensive side um, I'm a type of person that likes both I like that I, I want the street stand food but then I also want the the fine dining experience that that area has to offer so what type of uh, food eater are you I think I would like to try almost everything but not weird stuff like not insects not stuff like that you know it's like ah I pass like once uh, I remember Coco was in Korea and uh, he went to a Korean restaurant mm-hmm. and he ate uh, some type of insects. I, I don't know. I just saw the picture. I almost puked. It was disgusting. So stuff like that is like, no, I passed. But uh, most of it, like, 
I would I would like to try it. Okay, so you won't go for exotic things like really. Exotic nah, things. I passed that. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm gonna ask you a question. Have you went to fine dining restaurants like really expensive like uh fancy restaurants? Yes. Okay. So I went. What is the best one that you've been to? Mm, I think probably Morton's. Okay. Yeah, I like it a lot. We have a. Uh, I think we went twice when we won a couple of games in the season one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I like it. It's like they have a very nice steak, and plus, you know, they pay you or they're always the most expensive thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know what the the most expensive meal you've had has cost? Uh, mine is five hundred dollars. I spent five hundred dollars for one person on food. That is the most I've ever spent on a meal, and it was insane. No, actually, I, I didn't spend that much. Really? No, I think I wanted to spend more, more maybe, maybe hundred fifty to two hundred, but that's it. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, there's some. If there, there are a couple in LA. If you decide to go to them, that are like very, very uh expensive it's an experience you're there for like two hours maybe three hours eating uh and they'll do like a, a full eight nine course meal and they're they're really good i'd recommend you tr- check out a couple and try it out well, um, a bit expensive it is it is. <laughs> it, ah, it is it is uh maybe dallas fuel will uh chip in that dime though you know <laughs> i will talk to my money we'll see <laughs> yeah you see if tasma will go for it yeah maybe um, hopefully so uh you grew up uh, in Spain. Uh, what was uh, school like? So it sounds like you didn't really travel at all. That wasn't really mm-hmm. your forte. Uh, so what was uh, school like? Actually, what's your home like? Do you have any brothers, sisters? Let's start there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have two sisters and mm-hmm. one brother. So pretty much we are four, plus my mom and dad, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been living... Uh, how you can say this? Uh, I've been living like, I don't know, just a pretty nice life, you know? Like, I didn't have any problems, like, uh, like being a bad guy or whatever, you know? Like, my my family always support me in whatever I want to do. Like, for example, video games. And the school, it was, it was there. Like, I didn't went too much to school, actually. So. <laughs> you skip a lot? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I was like, uh, I remember one day... Uh, I was super bored, you know, and just, you know, we have a fence. So I jumped the fence out and I went to the, to the, uh, what is it called in English? Like we call it Tiber, which is like, you know, a place with PCs. Oh, uh, we don't, uh, uh, so it's kind of like a PC bong for, uh, yeah, because yeah. we don't really have them in America. Like, I don't know if you've oh, noticed okay. in LA, there's not, no, and especially where uh, I grew up, there is none. They do not exist. So um, yeah, like. Since I don't have a PC in my home, and plus I cannot go there because I, I'm supposed to be in school, you know? <laughs> I, <laughs> I went to the PC band, you know, and play Counter-Strike, for example, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, so you didn't you didn't have a PC at your home, so a lot of times you would skip. So, so that must have mean you did, did, you must have not, you must have not done very well in school then. No, not at all. Like, uh, I finished, like, the basic stuff, I mm-hmm. would say. Like, I don't know what is the name in English or, yeah, but that's it. Like high school? Uh, more than that, uh, is it high school? I don't know. Yeah, like, you, I don't know uh, under, uh, we call it a, a high school diploma here. You got your diploma as uh, functionally. It'd be like 12 years of school. To, since since yeah. you're like little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From like 5 till 18. Or 6 to 18. 5 to 18. 18. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
but yeah, that's okay. it pretty much. Like uh, after that, I just uh, you know, uh, I, I, like I try, I try to find something I actually like to do. Yeah. But uh, I didn't like anything except just video games and welding. You know, welding. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was doing like, um, what is it called? Like, uh, like you know when they teach you. Yeah, yeah. When they teach you how to do it. So yeah, I was doing that. Uh, while I was playing um, Heroes of the Storm by them, actually. And uh, actually, that was funny because I got kicked from my team. And that's the reason why I started to play Overwatch, you know? Really? So I guess, uh, I guess everything went to my favor. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it worked out. So you, you were into welding. So uh, let's go back to the school real fast. Because it doesn't sound <laughs> like it's a huge uh, portion of your life. Uh, did you have any friends in school? Or did, did you mostly yeah, just... You say you. What question I is that? I didn't. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't is that? I didn't have friends at school. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. Now you feel bad. I hope you. I'm bad. sorry. Yeah, I know. Uh, growing up, uh, for me, um, uh, through most of my high school, like growing until at, like eleventh grade, it goes all the way through twelfth grade. I did not really have friends in school. Um, I got picked on. I was uh, very dorky. I still am very dorky. Um, I also looked. Uh, very young, like I, the entire time. I so I, something I got made fun of, um, and uh, so yeah, I, I actually did not have very many friends growing up in school and got picked on all the time. So mm. uh, some people don't have that, but you're also a very uh, kind of funny guy, and that's that's one of the things that I've noticed about you. I and I imagine in school, I, I could see you being like the class clown. Uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I I was for a bit, but then I you know I got tired of it, like. Like, I don't know how like uh I mean obviously I, I, like no one likes school most of it like you know but yeah. uh like at some point I I actually try to do something like uh becoming uh, you know professional video gamer or at least try to obviously I didn't make it by them but yeah but yeah so you were going through school and you were like okay I hate this so I I need to do something else so I'm gonna try to become a pro gamer yeah, something like that. Not not exactly like that, but yeah, so that's what I try to do at least. Like I, I try to do something more okay. than being stupid. <laughs> okay. Do Do you not find yourself very smart then? Because you mentioned. I mean, that. not really. I mean, I I know I'm not a stupid, but obviously I'm not super smart. But that's that's fine. I don't care. I have another uh, another positive stuff, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. I hundred percent agree. It's just very interesting how people tend to look at themselves because a lot of people. Uh, uh, they 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 get told all the time, hey, you're you're not very smart and stuff like that. And a lot of people can take it very badly. And you seem to have a very positive outlook on um, kind of the way that you're able to to take that. I mean, mm, the way I see everyone is like you can be bad at something and good at something, you know. So mm -hmm. for me, if you have a bad, uh, I don't know, bad something bad you don't like, you can always have something you like. So for me, I always focus on the positive stuff. At least that's what I try to do. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a very good quality, especially if uh, you're not doing well in certain things. Like, I mean, if you look at like last year, I, I imagine that would have been a quality that would have been very nice uh, yeah. with the, the the seasons. And I imagine that was put to its test uh, over yeah. last season. Uh, I don't know if you can get much more. I mean, you could Shanghai Dragons. That's the only way you could have probably got. Uh, mm. You could get way worse, actually, if we lost against Shanghai Dragons that, that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, that was that insane. Yeah. But no, like uh, the whole, the whole uh, stuff in that asylum was insane. Like 
staff wise, player wise, it happens so much, uh, so many things at the same time. And for me, it's actually uh, one time I look at Reddit, it's like I saw a, a comment, you know, which I agree, kinda, uh, who said, uh, uh, Harry Hook was never uh, a good mercy or he, he stands out, you know? Okay, so then I think it's like, hmm, I should never play Mercy. Like, uh, that wasn't my role, you know, by then. So I had to practice from zero without help because we didn't have too much coach stuff. So, uh, Pick and, um, Kyle tried to help me, but it's, it's only two coaches. It's almost nothing. There's no way you can take care from night players by then. So it's insane. So for me, I'm really happy, like, how the things ends because, like, Many players mentally got destroyed, like, for example, Effect, you know, and uh, I was then by the start, like, suffering like everyone else, you know, and, uh, like, being, like, benched from Casta, you know, like, rotating players, blah, 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 switching roles again, blah, 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 blah. It's too much stuff, like, you know? So for me, keeping my uh, mental, like, pretty okay, that's a win. That's the way I see it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and it, you must have had to build that up. Like, is that a skill that you've always had? Or is it something that you've had to build up over the years? Uh, no, I never have I never have uh, that positive way to, to think about anything. But uh, something that helps me is like, I have a conversation with Kyle, for example, like a uh, time ago. And I, I totally disagree with, uh, with what he was saying, right? So I, we have a discussion about it, right? And then uh, we went back to the apartment, you know, we went back home because we, we obviously trained the facility. Yeah. And then I told to Mickey and uh, I tell to Mickey, like, what do I do? Like, I, like, I don't like that. So I don't want to do it. And I still agree. And that's it. And it's like, yes, just agree because you keep, uh, you know, the conversation going and it's going to be bad for both sides. And it's your coach. You have to listen. And it's like, I mean, he didn't say it that way, but yes. Um, so but, I try, I, yeah, I, I try to focus on that and uh, respecting more my coaches, you know? And uh, that way it's like, I feel like I have less pressure, you know, just agreeing and try first, you know? So if someone, like, for example, if Kyle says, okay, guys, I want you guys to do this. I tried and didn't work. Okay, let's go to the next thing, you know? But at least I try but before, uh, I didn't want to try it because I think it was a really bad idea. It could be bad, it could be good. But uh, I, I didn't want to do it just because of that. But yeah, I think um, I think I get better in that. It's a really positive thing to do. Yes, yeah, so trust. It's, it's something you've kind of grown over the, the last couple of years then. It's, it hasn't been, maybe even over the last year mostly, is something that you've yeah, kind of started to, to shift into that. Um, so you've, you've had a very interesting uh, kind of looking at uh, your career and uh, doing the backstory for it and uh, kind of looking into you. Um, you get done with uh, high school, right? Like you finish high school and you kind of mentioned it is you wanted to figure out what you wanted to do, right? You didn't really know. Um, yeah. Did you, at that time when you left high school, was being a pro gamer anywhere on the radar of things that you no. wanted to do? Okay, so no, what, like what did you do when you left high school? Yeah, I literally spent like a couple of years like just playing video games, you know, chilling. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never thought about what to do, to be honest. And then one time I, my father just, you know, like at some point you had to do something. And I was like, shit, it's true. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so uh, 
I, I mean, I actually check, uh, I think, about the, uh, like something about PCs, you know, like anything I maybe like, but I didn't like anything. So then I got the opportunity to, to do this uh, of welding and I tried. I didn't want to do it at the start, but then I tried. And I actually really liked it. It was fun. But uh, when, while I was doing it, uh, I was playing Heroes of the Storm. Like I said before, and uh, I got kicked when I finished. All like at the same day, at the same day I finished, I got kicked from the team. So then I Overwatch like was in the alpha beta or close beta, I don't know. So I started to play with my friends at camp. Um, yeah, um, Overwatch is like really similar to TF2. Yeah. So that's why the reason I try it, and um, you know I've been playing like. Tier two for a couple of years, so I was good at it. So I was um, starting, you know, basic, just playing and practicing in rank, blah blah blah. And then we, you know, we make a team. We make the team, uh, which was a Spanish team. Obviously, uh, it's a Spanish team, so it doesn't last too long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. If that's saying something about uh, Spanish players and their mentality, if any of you Spanish players out there want to reach out to me, I do offer private coaching. <laughs> I mean, we have a, a pretty bad way to express our feelings, you know? Yeah. We are, like, really straight, and we do it in a bad way. Okay. That's why mostly the Spanish team doesn't work, because they don't know how to, how to keep, uh, you know, the peace in the team. So after that, um, pretty much I was like, you know, trying to find a new team. Uh, I got a tryout for uh, IDDQD by them. Yeah. I told with Dennis and uh, he gave me a tryout. He liked me a lot. So uh, I joined my team with uh, another teammate with, of mine, which is Bromas, Spanish player too. And, uh, you know, uh, by then we started the, the IDDQD thing, IDDQD thing. But uh, I didn't still think I would be in a pro game by them. Like, my my dream about being a pro gamer was like when I was way younger, you know, when I watched Fnatic play uh, in CS:GO. I mean, Counter Strike 1.6 stuff like that. Yeah. I was really excited to watch, but by then I was like, I don't care anymore. So I just was playing for fun because I like the game. I don't I don't even think about my future. Um, so we playing. Uh, yeah, obviously we did pretty good. We we. I don't know, we won like 58 games in a row, like online games, online tournaments. And, you know, we got offers uh, from um, teams like MB, C9, Echo Fox. We got, we got a lot. I think E2, stuff like that. So now I was in, like, in a situation like I actually going to get money, you know, like I'm going to get money to play. Like my, my whole setup, it was really bad. Like I have a 60 hours monitor. I was playing with roughly 40 FPS in the game, yeah. uh, bad mouse, bad headset, stuff like that. So I was, uh, yeah, in a really bad spot by then, right? So we start to play, uh, we get offers, and uh, at some point we are actually like, you know, mad because then it was waiting uh, for the perfect organization, you know, and uh, the best offer we can get, which is pretty nice. He did very well. But we were like, come on, you know, <laughs> we want something. something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then we, we, we took MB. We took MB. Uh, I have to tell 
to my, you know, to my family, to my mom and dad, like, Hey, like, look, this is, this is real. Like uh, I'm getting money. Like, and I have to go to America. And they were like, mm, you never travel outside of Spain pretty much. It's like, no, they're not, they kind of went against that, but, uh, you know, they, they know, uh, that's what I like to do. So they let me do it. Uh, so yeah, so I went, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, you're, you're heroes of the storm. How serious of a, how serious was that? Was it, uh, looking at, uh, amateur? Was it, uh, like getting towards pro team? Uh, cause obviously there were pro teams in heroes of the storm. Uh, it was, yeah. even though it's a smaller esport until recently where blizzard decided to uh, ax that. Yeah. Um, uh, those poor people because like collegiate scene that, Oh, everyone got axed. Yeah. So, um, how, what level of here's the storm were you at? So I wasn't like in a very high level. I pretty much was learning the game still like, okay. uh, but, uh, we were almost there, you know, we are like semi pros kind of, okay. we're not getting paid, but we are almost like right there. Semi pros. Okay. Were you at the point uh, where, uh, high, uh, pro teams were scrimming you? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, okay. so, uh, if, if that didn't happen, I will continue playing like Heroes of the Storm, you know? So I don't know if I will be like, you know, where I am right now. So it's like, kind of like a nice thing to, you know, think about like, Hmm, what, what actually could happen if, you know, they didn't keep me from the team. Yeah. That would, have, that would have been that would have been very interesting uh, situation. So mm. the welding, um, how how long did you weld for? I think it was like uh, while I was playing Heroes of the Storm, and I finished like was what maybe five months, four or five months, stuff like that. What, what kind of welding were you doing? Uh, I don't know. It's like basic stuff. Like I don't know in English. It was like uh, it's the basic you start with, you know. Okay. And then they teach you that and then you go to, to more you want to, but. Okay. So you're still that's, in that's, training. Yeah. I was okay. in training. Yeah, I was in training and I didn't finish. Not even close. <laughs> but, I, yeah. I, I could, I could, I didn't know how long it lasted. I think it is training in the States is one to two years. I want to say offhand, but it is, it is actually one in the States. It's one of the ways you can actually make a lot of money is by uh, having a welding license. Uh, they get paid quite good dollars. So if you ever become a welder in the States, you can make good money. Uh, so <laughs> from what I've heard, um, so, uh, you were doing welding. You do here's the storm. Uh, did you, when you left heroes of the storm, was TF2 before that or after that? No, it was before, it was way okay. before that. Like, okay. TF2 was the first competitive game I yeah. ever played. Like uh, joining organization and stuff. Okay. But uh, obviously by them, esports and TF2 wasn't too big. Yeah. And uh, our team, especially, we got, uh, yeah, we got like a juice, you know, like, um, I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Let me see. Okay. You can look up the translation. How, how you, how you pronounce it? Juice? Is it juice? juice? Like. Use? Oh, news, like, news. Oh, Jews. <laughs> what? Why did you say What? I don't what? know how to say it. It's English. Okay, don't blame me. Okay, so. I don't so, even know what we're talking about. I'm going to get flamed on, <laughs> on my own show for a message you sent me. So, uh, paying, the, paying the travel for the lands, it were expensive for them, right? Okay. So, our organization didn't cover pretty much anything okay. at all. Like they were we, cheap. I want, 
Yeah, really cheap. Okay. And I wanna okay. I wanna move, but they didn't want to, so we had to keep that. So sadly, I couldn't uh, I couldn't went to uh, to any land and have okay. land experience. So. Okay, um, so you, you get into Overwatch. What did you think about Overwatch when you first started playing it? Because when I first picked up, when, okay, when Overwatch came out, I was playing League of Legends, and I was really really hard into League of Legends, and I I love that game. That was the game that I kind of wanted to get into, and. Uh, so when when Overwatch first comes out and I see the game and it's actually like out there out there, I was like, this game is so stupid. Why can you have six of the same hero? Like this is the <laughs> stupidest. I don't want to play a blind pick six champion. It is dumb. Um, what did you think about Overwatch when it first came out? Because obviously you came from a TF2 background mm. and here's the story. So you had MOBA and uh, uh, FPS experience. Yes. So. I uh, when I when I started to play Overwatch, I was thinking actually it was really quite fun like everything like was so weird and so new yes uh, i never see something like that you know so i like every time you know every time you play a game and you see something way different and you learn the game you know yeah. i think for every player not even just pro players for every player is the most uh, experienced thing you can actually have yeah it's it's the way you have more fun like learning stuff and uh, and see how the game works so um you know by then i was you know, when I joined Overwatch, I was like, hmm, I want to play like something similar than, uh, you know, TF2, which is Scout, which is a fast class, right? So it's like, hmm, I want to play Tracer. So then I started to play Tracer and then realized I cannot play Tracer. Not because I cannot aim, it's because I, I can't barely move my, my mouse. Like, I have 40 FPS, like, it was awful. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, whatever, I, I, I try support. And then I tried to play Mercy, you know, and then Lucio and stuff like that. But Mercy by then was way more OP than how it is right now, you know? Like, you can revive oh, the whole team in one that click. That was six, six res, six res, Really right? far away, yeah. Yeah. Really far away, so yeah, what's insane. Uh, that, that brings me into an interesting question because we, we talk about like patches and stuff that happen and the, the same, uh, like I don't even want to talk about what we're going to because I think it's important. Um, like one of the things you constantly see is people complaining uh, about things like the meta and primarily right yeah. now what people are complaining about is like goats and stuff like that. Um, what do you think about people complaining about that kind of stuff? Do you think it's justified? Do you think it isn't justified? Because quite literally every patch, I swear to freaking god someone just it's i'm complaining about mercy i'm complaining about all, all we're seeing is widow yes. i'm complaining about goats now and for me i think that they're just annoying and they should just stop and that yes. that's it but but what do you, yeah, what do you I think no i i totally agree with you like it doesn't help anyone to complain but obviously that some point you feel like oh shit this is so annoying to play against or or, mm -hmm. or even playing you know like for example goats right now but before that it was like hawk meta for example like playing three times with hawk yeah and people think it's still really boring you know it's always gonna be that it's always gonna be like when you play that heroes for a long time it's gonna be boring there's nothing you can do about it like for me uh, personally i think it's really really difficult to balance overwatch yeah so i uh, I'm not sure how they can, you know, find a way to, to, uh, to change the meta itself. Like adding more heroes, maybe that doesn't change at all. That, like back then when we started to play Overwatch, you know, when there is no class limit, I mean, people play weird stuff, but at least you're trying to manage, the, you know, to see the meta and like yeah. to, to try to find it. But now everyone's got it, you know, pretty much it's goats and uh, counter goats, dive, that's it. Yeah. That's the three comes you can do, right? Even four DPS, triple DPS, but it's still like for me personally, it's it's boring to watch. You yeah. know, 
Uh, obviously, I'm a bench boy, so I'm watching a lot. <laughs> that is, I think it's it's really boring to watch, but uh, you think like how they can fix that because I don't I don't see a way. Like I, I, for me, the only way to fix it is with like, adding more heroes. So that way, there's not a meta, you know, because there's gonna be always a hero who counters the other thing, or or maybe the hero is himself too OP. So you play like like OP heroes all the time. So that way is. You know, there's no unbalance. Yeah. But, do you uh, think? Do, do yeah. you want a balanced game? Because I, the thought of a balanced game to me does not sound fun. Because Heroes of the Storm was, uh, I would say, I think that's what they're kind of shooting for with Heroes of the Storm was a fairly functionally balanced game where one player cannot carry the entire team. Yeah. Is that something so they, that you like? So this is simple. What people see is like people don't want to see Mercy player. People don't want to see a Lucio player. They don't want to see a Ryan player. You know, they want to see a widow. They want to see yeah. a McCree. They want to see a soldier. You know, so as long as they pop off and you know they keep the the hype up, is what people want. They don't want to see a mercy being healing. They want to see someone killing the whole team. That's it. Yeah. So uh, for me personally, like that's something what the healers all the storm uh, wasn't good at, for, obviously, because yeah. the the team share XP. But what about you have one guy? Who get all XP, which is the carry like League of Legends, and then yeah. you destroy the whole team. They will be so hyped. Oh, this is the best play in the world. But at the end of the day, it's like it's what people want. But as a pro player, would you prefer a game that is perfectly balanced and you have to rely equally on everyone, or would you prefer a game no. where maybe one person has a majority of the responsibility? I would prefer. Uh, I would prefer to be to be the the guy who pop off. You know, like. Yeah. Uh, the killer of the team. That that thing. That's the like. Even you have way more pressure. You have way more fun at the same at the same time because yeah. because like it's everything pretty much on you. Like this, your team is spend the whole resources to make you the player of the game. You know. You, so you want to be the like, one on the pedestal who's everyone's everyone's talking about. <laughs> I mean, everyone wants to, right? I, I think like, so. I, I, I don't, I don't see why people wouldn't. I think that, that would be fun. It still happened in Overwatch, like for example, like the old meta when dive when the, you have a good tracer. Yep. And uh, you, you, you know, you have the monkey, you have the Genji, you have the the, the, the diva, and then you spend all that resources to, you know, to make the tracer space or even the Genji, and then they're like, oh my god, it's so good, it's such a insane skill level, you know, but they don't see it's like what they don't see is like you make that happen you know yeah the tracer make the work yes but it's their job your job is making the space so the tracer can kill but the tracer get all the fame you know yeah but people yeah. want to people want yeah, to see I that i agree i, I, I want to watch that like that's yeah. what i want to watch too i like i like the idea i actually liked seeing widows too i like watching widows just one tap someone in the head and they die i think it's yeah. cool so yeah this is the best thing ever, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, a really good way for uh, the game to play. It's just very interesting because, uh, uh, like, obviously, goats has been in for since end stage. What end of stage four is when it really started to pick up and be played, yeah. and it's yeah, so that's so. going on like six months. Is that something like mm -hmm. that? Six months. Do you think that Blizzard doesn't change fast enough? And would you like to see them put in changes faster? I mean, obviously, I would like to see more changes and faster because, like, okay. for example, like I say, if you add more heroes, there's no way you can balance it mm -hmm. because at one point, the hero is going to counter uh, like yeah. something else. But also what could happen, like, for example, uh, Batiste, the new hero, yeah, uh, is a support. And, you know, people are saying it's like, 
oh, nice, is smart from Blizzard adding another support so goats can be stronger, right? Yeah. But uh, maybe, like, no one's uh, saw the hero yet, like, you know, in the Yeah, no the match. what the numbers are. So you can actually have a counter go just with that hero, but no one knows because no one, uh, no one actually try anything. And even that, like, for example, like, when GOAT is really strong, or he was mm -hmm. strong, there is always a counter, but no one yeah. want to try it because they don't want to waste their time. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure, 100% sure, like, I mean, have so many conversations with, you know, like my, my friends, my, my teammates, like, there is always a counter. There's no way I deny that Calm is the best, but they don't want to spend the resources uh, to, to make other Calm work because they don't have the time for it. Yeah. And you can't, because if you spend the resources and you don't find it, then you've wasted all the time that you could have put yeah. in perfecting pretty something, much. which, yeah, which makes 100% uh, sense. So let's say that uh, changes quick, because this is something that I noticed last year when I was working with Gladiators, um, is that every stage, uh, there, a lot of times there was a patch in between the stages, and you did not have a ton of time in between the stages to learn that patch. And that was very mentally draining, uh, because you were like, oh crap, this is a different <laughs> game now for stage two than it was in stage one. And uh, a good example is like stage three to four was a really big one when they added uh, Brigitte. Yeah. And, and we were all like, is first of all, we were like, is this is this hero in the game or not? Because we don't really know yet because we didn't get confirmation, um, which I hope that they fixed up some of their communication issues. Uh, but that being said, uh, having those changes in between stages a lot of times could be very very stressful and if you're asking for faster changes um is that something that you would be worried about as a player on the like the strain that it would have on you i mean i really don't care because i'm a bench boy <laughs> well screw your teammates like, sorry guys i'm on the bench suck it up buttercup I, I, I like i don't even play like i don't have to i don't, I don't have to care about that but the thing is like if you have a patch before, because it happened in the last season, you know? Yes. So if you have a patch before uh, the game, like before the, the stage finished, or mm -hmm. yeah, pretty much before the stage finished, you don't have uh, time or barely any time at all to practice. So imagine, for example, like uh, playing like Divecom and then switch to GOATs straight away. And then you realize you're not good at GOATs, you're not good with times, you're better diving, you have more coordination and stuff like that. And then your team sagas. What you do, you can do anything. So that, that's really bad, right? But in the same way, I think that keeps the game more interesting because like, it's way different and uh, people will enjoy at least for a couple of months to watch that, uh, you know, new hero, new combination. Yeah. Stuff like that. So you're saying, screw it, do what's best for the viewing experience. And yeah. also it rewards people who can adapt faster. Like whoever yeah, adapts yeah. faster, they just get the, the benefit of, guess what? You pick the team that adapts faster or you have a coaching setup that adapts faster. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's, it's not, uh, it's, it's not just purist. Like for me as, as a player, like I, I will be bored of playing the same combination of heroes all the time. So at the start, people will like, be disagreeing, you know, they don't like it, but I think, I think they will, they will do it like after a while. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so. What was it like when you first got picked up by, by Envy? I mean, the first, um, I mean, all I know is like, I was making like more money than my father, the first, the first contract I actually had. <laughs> and I was really, really excited about it, you know? So 
I went like, shit, you know, like I'm going to America and getting so much money. This is like a dream, you know? Yeah. For me, that's, that's what I thought the first time when I joined MB. And what was it like? What was the difference between being on a, a signed team versus an unsigned team? Like, how did it change when you when you fell underneath an organization? Because uh, we have, obviously, if you look at like contenders right now, there are some teams in there who are unsigned teams, and I imagine that their their organization and their structure is very much different than those that are uh, academy teams, um, yeah. comparative to those that are outlet teams. So, what was the difference for for you? Like, what what changed when you went from being an unsigned team that was uh, playing well to a side team. I mean, uh, <clears throat> that day I, I wouldn't care because like I did have life expenses, but mm-hmm. people who has to pay the bills, you know, people who has to go to school and they cannot afford to, you know, spend that much time for nothing. But uh, you kind of have to do it at the start, you know. There's no other way you can do it. There's no way you're gonna be like in the best team, yes. Like that does happen. So yeah, I think, I think for some people it's not worth it because, like I say, they have to study, they have to work, and it's like they see, they see this with like if I don't, if I cannot make money, uh, it's pointless to try it. But then at that point, it's like, why are you playing? Why are you even trying to be pro gamer just for the money? I think that's stupid. Obviously, when you are pro gamer, you think different way. It's like getting money is a really nice thing. Obviously, like no one denied that, but uh, it's. The fun you have when you play tournaments, you know, the adrenaline, like when you win, stuff like that is, is what make, uh, is what make being a pro gamer interesting. So did the, did, did your practice schedule change any, or was it functionally just like, we're now getting money now? That's the only difference that really happened when you joined. I mean, obviously you put out more content that you didn't have to do before, right? I mean, I have to move to the US, so my whole life changed. Like literally my whole life, like, like PC wise, like I got better gear, you know, like Sony yeah. stuff. I got, uh, I got the uh, 144 Earth monitor, you know, everything changed, everything changed so fast and it changed for the best. So when it first happened, when you first changed, uh, were you overwhelmed? Not really. Ah, I think I was happy. Like, uh, you know, meeting new people. Uh, I mean, my teammates, I've been with there for such a long time, but I never met in person, uh, which was weird at first. It's kind of awkward, but, uh, after a while, you know, you have fun with them. Pretty much you, they are your friends and it's like a small family. So, uh, you guys are all very close on Envy and Fuel, like actually like talking to you guys and having talked to some of you guys like separately and stuff. It's actually one of the teams that I would have. Like, I really, really like all of you guys who are on there um, and having talked to you guys. Um, so you guys were this uh, Titan family that was working together and you guys did well with Envy. Like you guys obviously winning Apex was a huge accomplishment um, and you were going through all these different accomplishments and doing things. And the Overwatch League was, I, I imagine, at least somewhat of a thought that, hey, Blizzard's going to be starting off a league maybe at some point. Um, and then you had... Uh, e- Throughout your entire life, you had had uh, what sounds like a fairly fairly good thing. You you were very uh, laissez-faire, meaning that you were like, life is what it is, um, and you were working with things and uh, going through things, and then something very traumatic happens, and I, I can't imagine what that would have been like, but 
Dennis, who everyone knows as Inner Hulk, uh, passed away. Hmm. Um, and I can't imagine what that I've been like. And I've only ever heard stories of him because I wasn't involved in the scene. Um, and I, I don't know if I've ever seen something that is fully compelling about him that like explains everything about him. And I, I really wish I could have met him because he sounds like a wonderful human being. But what was that like for you? Like, uh, when you first like when, heard the news, like when you first heard the news, uh, uh, I mean, pretty much we have a call in Discord, and uh, Tasmo says like he had to talk to us, and I think our one of the owners of me, and uh, we got a call. We, you know, like we have we have to give you guys a, a bad news, and. Yeah, pretty much it was like straightforward, like, uh, you know, Dennis is gone. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. No one, I, I think no one say nothing. As the time we say, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck happened? And, uh, I don't know. I, I can't really remember anything of that day, but, uh, no one talks. Were you in shock? I think everyone was, yeah. Like, we said, we said so much time with Dennis, um, even if it was like not in the team anymore, was was a fucking shit feeling. Uh, did you have people around you at the time? Like, were you guys all in the same house? No, we 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 were in apartments. We said apartments pretty much, but uh, they, uh, uh, I think, always was. Blizzard, I think Blizzard offer, offer um, a psychologist if you want to, but uh, yeah, that, that's it. I mean, we, we have very, very good support, so. Yeah, I, I can believe that. Um, so one of the things I want to ask you, and I'm, I'm sorry that I, I'm, I'm asking so many questions about something that maybe brings up a lot of bad feelings, um, and I, I really do have an intention for this, is that a lot of people in their life tend to lose, some, some people who are just fucking important to us. Um, I remember when I lost my grandfather, it was one of the, the most uh, heart-wrenching things that I had ever like went through, um, and it was hard. And one of the things about people um, not involved in esports is a lot of times they don't, they don't realize that um, people who are involved in esports have shit happen to them all the time. And a lot of it's not good and it's bad and they handle it different ways. Uh, and so that's kind of what this show does is give them the insight that, hey, listen, these special people who you love so much have handled these things that have been so hard to them and you can do it too. Right. And I think that's a, a really important thing to kind of go through. So what did you do to, to, and you might not have moved past that. I imagine even now thinking about it, it brings up a lot of emotions that are very hard for you. Um, what have you done to kind of uh, deal with those emotions and to work through them? Mm. I mean, I, I don't know. I try to not think about anything. Like, I think it also helps me. So, for me, the way I see it is, I see very fun moments and good moments and bad moments with Dennis, and I want to keep it that way. That's it. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. So, moving on uh, from that, um, going on, you you make it into the Overwatch League. Uh, what did you think about when the Overwatch League was first announced and you knew that you were going to be in it? Uh, I feel... I feel like... It, I mean, we have a very nice team. Mm -hmm. Like I think we have a huge chance to win. 
but uh, I don't know. Everything went wrong after that. Like after we started to play, like you know, losing uh, so many games when we supposed to be the top one uh, team or top two. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, a really bad feeling, but uh, that's what I say. Uh, it, it's it's really important to keep your mental yeah. like in a good way because otherwise you will get destroyed. So, do you think that people put too much pressure on pressure on you guys going into the Overwatch League? Um, we had the pressure when uh, we are playing because we're supposed to be the you know like I said top one or top two, so we have to you know have a good uh, show. Like we had to show we are like very good, but then we start losing and. Um, Everything is top matter, like, you know, losing, who cares? Like, I mean, we, we lost so much, so many games. So where we, where, where are we kidding us still? You know, so we have, um, an esports psychologist and uh, he went to the office, you know, and, uh, he told us like, uh, he told us like, I, I don't even remember now, but uh, it's something like if, if no one cares, no one cares if you're losing. Like, even if you win tomorrow, still, you're not going to make it to players. No one cares. You shouldn't care. You know, stuff like that. Uh, and it was actually true, you know, like, even if we are losing so many games, it doesn't matter. Like, until, like we fix our own problem, you know, which is like mental. Yeah. And uh, I think it helps a lot in a way because we were like really fucked up. Like, yeah. In a really bad way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys had a bunch of unfortunate events happen, like XQC being banned from the Overwatch League. Um, uh, a lot of uh, team swaps that happened during the season. Uh, a lot of people... The community was not very nice. Uh, there was a lot of things that were just very much not nice towards you guys. Um, and I kind of understand, like, fan... the This idea of, like, oh, we want our team to do well, but... I, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't really get the whole let's make them feel like garbage. Uh, never really been my thing, though. So maybe it's just me and I'm uh, not understanding of that. But um, you guys you guys had a lot of stuff that had happened through you. And yeah. one of the things that I kind of liked about like you and Mickey, too. I, I love Mickey. Mickey is a wonderful human being. Um, but one of the things about you guys is you're, you're always uh, you're always trying to. It, it seems from the outside that you're always trying to keep things so it, in a good mental state. You're always trying to keep things happy. And a lot of people would flame you guys for that, um, which I don't agree with. Um, can you, like, I don't think people can even imagine, like, what you went through. And while they might have seen you laughing or smiling together, um, what were some of the things that you, you guys were trying to, you were going through behind the scenes? It, I imagine it wasn't all laughing and smiling, right? No, obviously not. But uh, the thing is, like, people, like, for example, like, even just a small thing, like let's say uh, I'm playing, uh, I don't know, let's say Apex Legends now, right? Yeah. And then we are losing a lot of games. And then, uh, I don't know, I upload the video to Twitter saying like, uh, popping up in Apex, like you should stop popping up in Apex and start to do it in Overwatch, right? Yeah. And I'm and I, like, for example, because people will say that uh, yeah. they are like mean for some reason. And uh, I will say like, you know, I could, I could do whatever I want to do in my free time. Like my work is my work and I love it. But I also want my my free space, you know, my free time. So if I want to do something else, like 
going to the beach or playing another game. Why not? What is the problem with that? But people like to complain about everything. Uh, in a fan situation, like we have so many fans who wasn't like true fans, in my opinion. Like uh, they like us because we are the best, but that's it. Which is totally fair, in my opinion. But uh, you know, they turn they turn really quickly. Yeah. When we start losing, and uh, I think the way to support a team mm-hmm. is not even just that supporting the team. You can just support the players, like you can yeah. just support a team uh, like Gladiators because they have Surfer. You can yeah. support uh, a Sangai because they have Kikuri. Dallas because we have Mickey. Stuff like that, you know, just people think like we are robots. Like we are yeah. here for entertainment, you know? <laughs> but we are not. Like we are not. Yeah. I I I feel like I I totally understand that. I I think it's totally unjustified that happens. So, um as the season goes on, obviously it wasn't a very great season for you guys. Um and you you kind of said that already that you guys didn't play well, you lost a lot of games. Um you were not the worst team, but I don't think it really matters to you guys because you're not the best team. And I feel like if you're not the best team that a lot of times players are like it's not good enough. Um, and I don't think people understand that pressure that players go through that, listen, if I'm not winning first, then I'm pretty much getting shit on and I'm shitting on myself because I know that I I want to do better. Um, and the only time that I, I'm not doing that is when I'm first because there's nowhere else left to go, right? And so it's it's mm. very much like that where players can can take that like negative aspect of themselves. So you're going through the season and there comes a point where playoffs are not, they're not feasible. Like you've, you've lost too many games to to make playoffs. Did it, was that a, a relief that, okay, now we can, we don't have to worry. We have no pressure on this or was a different pressure that, oh crap, we need to play now because we could all lose our jobs. I, I mean, I never thought I was losing my job, but, um, but after losing the, for example, first stage, um, I think the pressure was even higher because we are like in a pretty bad, uh, moment, yeah. no? So the pressure was higher and then we started to commit more mistakes and more mistakes and more and more all the time. So I think the best way for uh, the people who watch this show is like, when you're like losing a lot, don't think about winning, just think about improving. That's the way to do it. Yeah, that's what I generally recommend to people when I work with them is that setting goals of winning are very, that's a bad, very bad way to get yourself in a bad place. Um, yes. Because anytime you don't make it, you just feel like garbage. And most of the time people do circular talk where they, they're like, oh, I'm just garbage. And then they lose more. And then it kind of just reinforces itself over and over again. Yes. Um, and it's very, very dangerous to put yourself into that uh, sort of thinking. So doing goals, goal-based uh, improvement is almost always better uh, for mental state. So uh, that being said, you came to a point like later on. So like you mentioned stage one, but... Uh, I think it was it was it stage three or stage four where you knew that season playoffs were over. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do you remember which season, one it was? Season playoffs. I mean, yeah. What do you like mean? The, like the the end, the the full on. Uh, we're not going to make the cutoff for sixth place. Mm, I, I think it's stage four. The only stage. stage we make it was stage four. Yeah. No, I mean like the the, the, the for the entire thing. Uh, like the plans? Oh, for the entire thing, yeah, I actually yeah, don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, th- I, I thought don't it was think we care. I don't think we cared about that point. We just, like, you know, try okay. to to play better as a team. That's okay. it. Like, we stopped caring about, like, 
making it to playoffs, like that wasn't the point anymore. That was like mostly like about like keeping the team together and mm-hmm. you know and hard work like beating Bird, pretty much that's it. So as the season goes on, this is some, one of the things I want to ask you guys. Obviously, had a lot of things. How did you, did you guys fight a lot in team? Was there issues that happened there? Um, and you don't have to go into specific issues or people or anything like that. I wouldn't ask you to call someone out like that. Uh, but did it cause uh, a lot of cracks within the team that you guys had to fix? I mean, it happens, but not that much. Okay. I mean, I, I cannot say with who, but yeah, it happens. Yeah, obviously. Like, it's, it's always normal, like, when... You know, like you're doing like shit and the pressure is higher and higher and your mental is going worse and worse. It's, it's like all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you guys bring in uh, Arrow, stage four. Um, and my question for you is uh, there, there's kind of two schools of thought that I've heard a lot of uh, yes. like debate about. Is that the meta shifted that favored you guys and that's why you guys did well. And then it was that Arrow's this god coach who came in and literally just changed everything. Um, and I imagine it's probably a little bit of maybe both that kind of favored you guys uh, for doing better in stage four. Um, what was the reason for the turnaround that kind of happened in stage four? Because you guys did play better in stage four compared to other stages. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, Bridget... Brigitte stuff like was obviously like helping us like the most. Like Brigitte is like making was very good at it, and we we have like uh, a very good synergy with it. Yeah. And then uh, the error stuff, for example, uh, like I think we we need like a, some type of switch up. You know, like we yeah. need like a chance. If we don't have that chance, even if we are like better, we cannot we cannot do anything. It's not like Kyle's, Kyle's fault. It's like. Yeah. Like the team has to change something or it has to change the players or has to change the team, but it has to do something mm-hmm. or even more coaches because like the situation was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, with Arrow and, uh, you know, they made a switching, like was really close to, to make it to, you know, to win the playoffs actually, stage four. Okay. So... The the season ends, and I imagine to some degree the season ending must have been like somewhat of a relief because that season was exhausting. Um, <laughs> it was, at least it was exhausting for me. Uh, and it was exhausting for my players. Uh, I imagine it was exhausting for you guys. And we actually like won a like a fair amount of games, uh, and we were f- just exhausted. So I imagine like being on that end, that like, you must have been like really exhausted. Um, what was it like when it when it ended? Do you feel like relieved? Like okay, I get to go relax. Were you scared about the future? Uh, what kind of stuff were you thinking when stage four ended for you guys? To be honest, I was glad he was done. Yeah. Like uh, like. Like I didn't care dream. about future. Yeah, like I didn't care about the future. Like you can do so much stuff in the esports scene. Like being a pro gamer is nice, but it's not always good things. So for me, like I didn't care by then. Um, I was like, you know, just glad it was actually done. Mm-hmm. So, so what but, made you decide to like continue on with Overwatch? Was it something you were like, I'm still really passionate about? Was it like, did you have a thought of like, you know what, maybe I don't like this pro career. This was really, really hard. Like, did you ever have thoughts like that? Or was it, has it always been, I'm still going to make this work? Mm, I mean, for me, I always liked the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, you know, have fun uh, playing the game. But since I'm a bench boy, I see the game differently now. Like, I see... Obviously, I cannot, I cannot play, you know, or I don't play. So I try to cheat my teammates, you know, and that way, that way I can actually help the team. Yeah. And pretty much be a nice teammate. But 
for me, mostly even people like are like <laughs> disliking the, the main reason is like for me is it's like um, mostly the money because like I want to I want to buy a house in Spain. That's that's why I was working for so fucking hard yeah. for so long. And uh, that was my dream since I started to play like like pretty much after I joined MB, like trying to save a lot of money and buy a house. That's my main reason. Do you have, do you own a house yet? No, uh, obviously not. Like uh, I need money still. <laughs> I'm working on it. I didn't know how close you were to a house. So I yeah, actually- I, I'm pretty close, pretty close. Because I like I actually, funny enough, uh, a lot of programmers that I've worked with that are not from the United States, that is one of their major goals. And I always find it kind of nice because uh, people who are in the States, they're not thinking, they're not like, oh, the first thing I want to do is buy a house, right? Like people aren't thinking, they're like, oh, I want to live in LA and you can't buy a house in LA because it's insane. Um, yeah. But they're like, I, j- I, j- I want to live in LA. And whereas people who live outside, it's very much almost always they want to buy a house. And a lot of times it tends to be they want to buy a house for their family. Like that's like a really important thing to them is yeah. because of how important family is uh, to different cultures outside of the United States. Mickey, Mickey, for example, like you got the house, you know, and even a car for the mom, you know, his mom. So I think it's, it's a really beautiful thing. Actually, you know, what, what the things you can do with money is not just spending like selfless, you know, like yeah. spending for yourself, like spending like for some, like something actually bigger than, than you, you know, like a house for your family, a house even for you and you can actually have a future yeah. and stuff like that, you know? So I think it's a pretty... So it's, it's a pretty nice way. Okay. So uh, you go into the season and you're like, okay, I, I still want to do this. Um, did you ever have thoughts about becoming a coach? No, I never like, I never like being a coach. I mean, have conversations with Cocos. Like, what do you think about it? Do you like it? He's not even sure if he likes it or not, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's weird. You know, it's like, it's different. I don't know. You, you're a player and then you're coaching. Uh, I don't know. I, I always I always worry about players going into coaching uh, without having uh, like I, I'm not saying that they can't do it, but it is a very different dynamic than being a player. I think, uh, in my opinion, so like I, I I always worry a little bit, and I always worry if it's on the same team because you're shifting power dynamics from being oh we were we were players together and now I'm a, I, I'm coaching you, and it kind of because there has to be some there yeah. has to be some different power dynamic between a coach and a player to some degree. Um, I mean that's. As long as your team respects you, that's yeah. totally fine. And mm-hmm. everyone respects Coco, so it's fine. Yeah. So, next question. Did you did you want to stay... Did you ever have thoughts about leaving Overwatch for a different game? Because I know a lot of people, uh, especially recently, you see a lot of people who are getting signed to rosters for like Battle Royale games like Apex. Like yeah. I know Silk Thread and uh, Grim Reality just got picked up uh, by Gen.G for uh, Apex. Uh, but uh, you see a fair amount of like Overwatch players actually getting signed to, to Apex teams. Did you ever have a thought of, oh, maybe I switch to a different game, maybe I try something else? No, I never, I never thought I would like switching the game. Like for example, uh, mostly when my contract is gone, I will quit Overwatch, and then I will play uh, something else, uh, like maybe I like, or maybe I keep playing Overwatch just for fun. Like mostly, like I was thinking I would just become a streamer, like a Spanish streamer, because yeah. I don't like to stream in English, and you know, have fun by, by my own. Like you know, have fun. Like like as you say, I'm a funny guy, so you are. I like, I like to have fun and. Uh, 
pretty much that's it, you know, like, I don't, I don't need to care about, like, winning or losing, just having fun and pretty much, like, entertain people. I think you'd be good at that. Uh, I unfortunately can't watch your stream because I don't speak Spanish, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess screw Blake, right? I like, get this, you. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Okay, you're right. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, so uh, you, one of the things you've kind of mentioned right now is you, you're on the bench for Dallas Field right now. Uh, and this, one of the things that I've, uh, working with different players over the, the, the years that I've worked with players from collegiate to professional scene, uh, being on the bench is something that players seem to have uh, a lot of times a big issue with. And I don't know how much of that is due to the way that it is implemented versus just they want kind of that solo fame. I want to be the person that everyone talks about that we kind of mentioned earlier. Um, how do you feel um, since you're currently benched? Like, is it is it something you're disappointed in yourself in? Um is it just, do you have an understanding of what's happening and why it's happening? Um, how do you feel about it? I feel, I feel like I cannot do this for really big time. It's impossible. Like not even before my contract is gone, but I need the money to buy the house. So, you know, I'm stuck in a, in a bad position. Like I could find something else if I want to. But I will also miss my teammates, you know, because obviously we are friends for such a long time. So it will be a weird thing. Do, do I want to move to Spain? Do I want to keep playing, being a bench boy and not playing at all? Or, you know, yeah, that, that's it. Like, what do I want to do? That's a question. Yeah. I still don't know. That's fair. I mean... I, I don't think it's an easy question to answer. I don't think it's yeah. one that you can just kind of come up with, oh, I want to do this, and I know what my life goals are. Like, I don't think people are generally like that. Uh, I mean, I even ask myself, what do I want to do? Um, you mentioned that you're really big on kind of working with people's mentalities. Is, do you do anything else with Dallas Field right now, or are you like a lot of emotional sport for players? I mean, for me, I try to, like I said, cheer them up, you know, like, yeah. But uh, like, I, there's not much I can actually do for them, yeah. you know. But uh, you know, I try to help them if they want something. Like, no need anything. Uh, yeah. Like in any situation. Yeah. So you just but being, more than that, they cannot. Teammate. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I cannot do anything else, <laughs> obviously. Okay. So. Okay. Um. Uh, one of the things I was gonna kind of, excuse me, uh, was gonna ask you is um. Do you think that a bench in Overwatch is something that is uh, utilized correctly? Do you think that uh, people can utilize it better? Do you think that it is something that uh, is needed in Overwatch? Because um, I've always felt like, especially as the game gets bigger, I feel like a bench will be uh, could be very, very useful. Um, and Gladiators last year, I feel like we used ours fairly. I, I wouldn't say it was perfect. I think we could have probably improved things. Excuse me. Uh, more with it, but I thought we we would swap out like DPS lineups fairly often, actually, and the way that we would use it. Um, and we were, I think, we were one of the only teams that actually kind of utilized it like that. Um, most most teams had like a set roster, and occasionally yeah. they might look to swap things. And do you think it could be utilized better, or do you think that it is something that currently the game is not big enough to utilize the bench? I think I think you can. Yeah, you can actually do more stuff with the. Um you know, with the, with the seven player, pretty much so that you can, uh, you can have like, you know, like you've been, um, 
giving performance code. So like having like, um, I don't know, someone specific for, to some map, for example, because yeah. it's very in a way for some hero composition or stuff like that. But obviously error knows that already. Yeah. Like that's why we are rotating effect and I can yeah, yeah. stuff like that. But uh, also it's really important to to have some screen wise, you know, to have screens. Like for me, I really, I really play a lot with the team. And I've been practicing Senyara and uh, Lucio, so I only I only play with Senyara so far, not in the mm-hmm. scrims. Yeah, which which I've uh, been practicing a lot. So it's kind of different, you know. So you have to adapt. Uh, there is always like changes, like small changes. Like you had to watch the the games, you had to play the games, so you can actually see what they do all the time, since you not have too much scrims. Yeah, and the only thing you can do is actually play rank. Yeah, so. Like I, I'm usually thinking like, how can I improve? Like I cannot. Like I, like I wanna, I wanna, I wanna practice. You know, I want like I wanna see, like what is playing against a different team now, or I mean, I guess a team actually, and yeah. you know stuff like that. So I always wonder like, hmm, I should like, I should like scream like, like you know, for example, like talk to error and say like, can I scream with other teams so I can actually practice and yada and you know, then for sure I can get better because yeah. when you play rank, when you play rank, it's like. Rank. You can just practice your position and aim. Maybe it's not calling sometimes, but people at the same point, it's like you have to be, you have to get so lucky to get a good team and yeah. actually people who want to try to win. That way it would be actually worth it, but otherwise it's pointless. That makes sense. Makes sense to me. Um, so kind of looking at uh, uh, everything that we've talked about uh, this entire time, it's just, uh, We've had some hard questions in here, and I, I thank you so much for taking the time to answer this, because I, I do not ask easy questions, and I, I'm sorry in advance for that. I wish I could. Uh, I think that easy questions are kind of boring personally, So, but I, I really – I think this is a lot of insight that people w- would have never really um, – Kind of, kind of gotten about like you and uh, going through like your life and what makes you you, um, which I think is really cool. So I have one last question for you, and th- this one I think is an easy question. Okay, so I've been told it isn't, but for me it is. So we're gonna we're gonna Let's see. see. And it's the one that I ask all of my guests uh, towards the end of my show. Um, having had this experience of being on here. Um, and seeing what it kind of feels like and what it's been like. Uh, if you could pick anyone involved in esports, does not need to be just Overwatch. Um, I have had on League of Legends guests. I've also had on one Counter Strike guest so far. Uh, but you can it could be any esport. Doesn't matter the game. Uh, they can be in any position. So they could be uh, casters. They could be they could be observers for all I care. Um, so anything any sort of position. They could be coaches, analysts, managers, uh, anything like that. So, having had this experience, if you could pick one person who you think you would really like to see on this show, who would to it be? see? Yeah. Hmm. I would say Neptuno. Neptuno. Uh, yeah, like I would like to see Neptuno because, like, I think it would be interesting. Like, he has like risk injuries, so he could have like um, a good. Uh, a good story to tell, you know, like being like, you know, playing it, playing a lot. And then, you know, the, the, the risk injury, like, yeah, like what happened, what he thought, like what can happen if, you know, he cannot play anymore, stuff like that, because I don't know, stuff like that, I think. Plus uh, I, I would like to, to hear his English. So 
It's funny Saxon. You want someone funny Saxon. Actually, you know what's funny? You're the second person I've had on the show that speaks Spanish. So was the first one? Know me, but it, I obviously oh, know it's, okay. it's not it's not Spain Spanish, obviously. But uh, yeah, he was the first. He was my second guest actually that I had on the show, and actually he's older and he's looking to buy a house too. So mm. that's why I thought that there was some uh, funny things with that. Um, I don't normally do shoutouts. If you want shoutouts, I'll let you have them. Otherwise, I'm just gonna uh, give an ending speech here. Well, uh, I mean, obviously, I will say. Uh, thank you for the Dallas Hill fan to, you know, to keep cheering for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in a good uh, moment right now, so hopefully we can keep it going and make it to playoffs. And uh, also to all my fans and uh, follow me in Twitter and Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Folks, you heard it here. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram. He spoke it very quickly for all of you who are English speaking. Uh, we might not have heard that. Uh but I want to thank you so much uh, for being on the show, Harry. Don't choke Thanks to death because you. you can't die yet. Uh, you have to wait till after the show. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show and answering all my questions. And I, I really appreciate it. And I know some were hard. And I just want to thank you for giving that and also sharing with people out there who might also be struggling themselves. Um, so I hope everyone who watches this enjoyed the show. Um, it's been deep dives into the minds of esports. And until next time, I hope that everyone has a wonderful day.